Sit back, relax, and enjoy the Chris Sherlock on the Wireless Podcast. The Chris Sherlock CSI Sessions. Rofi James are back in the studio. Well, two of them out of three of them is. The other one is halfway across the Atlantic or somewhere there. Joe, can you hear us firstly? Joe Flaherty, are you there? I'm can. I'm not that far away, unfortunately. Are you in the bog or where are you? <laughs> Uh, well, some people call it that, yeah. He's in the Guy Bay Film Studio. Oh, is he? You traitor. You absolute traitor. Well, it's good to see in studio, lads. I'm also joined by Ronan and Jamie from Rofi James. Lads, it's great to see you back in studio. It's great to, great back, to see you. How are I was going to say no more Zooms, but yeah. Joe screwed that up on us. But yeah. we'll, we'll let him off. One. I had to be awkward. And he ha- did. Happy belated birthday. Yeah. To who? To Jamie? Or to, to you, to, oh, to me. Oh, for thanks. Your 20, for your 21st. <laughs> yeah. 21st, yeah. yeah. Plus 23% VAT, I think, yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. And Jamie, you ce- celebrated a birthday there recently as well, didn't you? I did. 29, catching up now. 30's no picnic, let, let me tell you. I was just saying, it feels very strange to be walking around the college at the age of 29. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing where to park the car. Not knowing where to park the car. Yeah. yeah. Well, normally you're only ro- walking away from the college bar, aren't you? You don't know anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was joking with Jamie walking in. Um, I was in college in a new way, but I was out in Cairo. Right. And Jamie was in GMIT, and he was on campus more than I was. Yeah. And NUIG campus because he was in college bar all the time. So. <laughs> Uh, most of my friends went here just to clear that up I wasn't yeah. there on my own yeah. right. he, was, like, he definitely was on campus more than I was in NUIG they thought, <laughs> it, was my time. They thought it was a bouncer at one stage yeah. Jamie was out the back looking for scraps off the cooks oh was it would <laughs> <laughs> be a scrap if I didn't get them <laughs> lads we just heard Berlin Wall there and uh, just remind us what that song is about so back in 2020 so I suppose this time two years ago we were in lockdown um, it's weird to think that we're like so much has happened since then but yeah. this time two years ago it didn't feel like we were coming out of a lockdown so myself Jamie and Joe went to Clare for a writing session when we were, when we were allowed to get out of lockdown mm. we were just sitting around actually funny enough when we weren't trying to write a song when we came up with the song we're out, out in the decking chairs and uh, Berlin Wall came in and just the lyrics are about basically getting out of lockdown and um, enjoying yourself again and I suppose it's just breaking down a wall and just getting getting out of back your, to normality, like yeah, getting yeah. out of your comfort zone and getting back to just like living, yeah, living again, you know. And we released it back in November when kind of Ireland was getting back to normal. Speaking of things getting back to normal, it's great to see gig announcements again. I don't know about you mm. whether it's I know you've got had a few on and you have a few coming up, but just in general to actually be able to look on social media and say gig announcement, gig announcement, it just makes me a very happy guy. Definitely to, yeah. to go back out and about and enjoy the music scene as well as be a part of socialising again. Mm. It's amazing. Like next, like we're we're gigging six nights a week in pubs, but like next Tuesday there's a gig in Dublin. Um, which I'm thinking just going up and going to see just yeah. and it's great that you can do that again Yeah, mm. you know it's just um, and then you're not just left at home so Berlin Wall is basically just about breaking down boundaries it wasn't it wasn't good for mental health just to be stuck inside five kilometres mm. so like and I was getting very frustrated and I, was, I think that, that song just everything came out the song was pretty it was practically written in like two minutes yeah. and then we had the whole band set up in the kitchen and we're like let's work on it and then we're kind of like actually no we're just going to bring this to the studio right. straight away and then and then Skell then had his finishing touches on it and we all just we all like put we put more words we put more lyrics to it in the studio mm. but as a song it didn't take that long to write that must be the quickest song to ever come together for Rofi James as such it probably was yeah, yeah. Um, in a long time mm. what do you think I think it probably was yeah yeah like from like we had the chorus of Sorry for a while but that took a while to put together yeah, very, a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say Love Shot was probably the only other one that came so quickly to you. 
Yeah, but then the only problem with Love Shot, like, was it was very much so an acoustic song about yeah. when I was 16. And then we we kind of had to get away from that. Mm. You know, because everyone loved it. it. Like, we won the battle the bands here. It was, again, the Witless a few years ago. That song was the big song of that night. Mm. It was a big fan favourite. And then Skell, we were trying to get these loads of these different versions, and then Skell just put it on piano, and it's on a class. All right, okay. But, but we spent, we talked about four years trying to, Change that it. song, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Sometimes you get too set in a song, and I always just say, just move on and write another song, and come back yeah. to no, come back to another one. It's probably the best way because sometimes they say if you take a break from something in general and come back to it with a fresh set of ears, it, it'll, it'll just translate more better to you, and you'll be able to do it. And so, Joe, would you agree with that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, don't do that to me. Don't leave long pauses. You, you give me a heart attack. Objection. Hearsay. <laughs> Oh, blame that, yeah. yeah no, it's, so I'm just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> Says the fellow that's reading the Daily Mirror newspaper there in, in a small cubicle. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yes. Yes to all the above. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we saw each other was live at a Galway gig, which was fantastic. And I do have to quickly say... I got a great rundown of Mama Rofi. Oh, there's some stories that were told, folks. Believe you and me, they were fantastic. She's got crack, isn't she? Oh, absolutely fantastic. Now, there was one story about a stairs. Am I, I'm going to hand it over to you. Stairs? Was that when I broke my collarbone, is it? I think so. You, I think you fell down the stairs. Or you... Oh, no. Well, the one, the one story I think about stairs is a friend of mine. Yeah. We were about five and... Uh, <laughs> he, we, we were pretending to be um, superheroes, so we put towels on our backs. <laughs> And um, I told, I was like, oh, let's jump off the top of the stairs for the crack. But I wasn't going to do it. So I told Aiden to go first. And Aiden did from the top of the stairs. And he like, I think he hurt himself really badly. And I was like, I'm not doing that. You're a psychopath. And then <laughs> there was another time um, I, I had an obsession with boats when I was a child. Right. Because uh, my family from the Iron Islands and my granddad was a fisherman out in Balakinili. We got a new TV. And I first thing I'd done with the TV is I didn't watch the TV. I got the box brought up to my room. Right. And then got into the box and pretended I was on a boat. <laughs> and I was like... I was like rocking the box from side to side and then a big wave hit the boat and I fell off the bed and broke my collarbone. <laughs> Mom had a hip replacement and she came up, she didn't, she heard me crying for hours, <laughs> hours, <laughs> for about half an hour. It's like, what's wrong with him? She like physically couldn't go upstairs. She eventually did pull me, pull me by my arm and put, <laughs> put my collarbone back in place. Oh, Jeez, yeah. oh, I can feel the pain. Yeah, oh, so Lord. It's a funny story, though. <laughs> it is, yeah. Well, so we can laugh about it now, back then. But I just love how you put your friends first in danger. You don't, you know. Tell them about the time you convinced Aiden to jump off the boat, Aaron. <laughs> 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 yeah, that didn't no, happen no, 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 thank god no, thank god <laughs> health and safety will yeah. be on the show's backside let me tell you but Aiden, listen, Aiden's fine Aiden's let's fine. get into more blissful things you've just come off tour with Celtic Thunder so tell us what that's like actually I'm going to come to Joe first considering he's out in the, the, the abyss yeah no um, it was brilliant to be honest it was just like to have the experience of working with you know big names and big production and like we do our own own thing also but it was just great to be exposed to that it's something that we'll be hopefully be exposed to more and more in the future it was really like everyone there is really sound as well and it was really easy to fit into because they all kind of knew each other they'd been doing it for a while so it was just great to kind of get that insight from them and get to, even just to get the stories from them mm. different tour stories as time went on and speaking of stories i'm sure you've got your own stories from the tour so there was there any show that like stood out to you the most there was a couple in particular. I think we played in Nashville. I think that was that's always any musician's dream to play in Nashville. Like, yeah. I'll never forget just like 
walking into the first the first kind of venue on the boat and that was maybe like five six hundred people and I was like yeah. crapping my togs <laughs> so to speak and like by the end of the tour that was like a tiny little venue like and it just becomes right. every day that you. was the smallest venue yeah and we were so nervous because like we're playing we're like we're hired guns so we're playing other yeah. people's music basically and you didn't want to mess up no right, yeah. um, like we were doing Galway Girl and I was never as nervous doing the Galway Girl oh yeah. really yeah like no, no that wasn't the, that was actually probably the easiest song we'd done Mm. But like we don't, for example, for me, I do Cal- a solo in Caledonia. Oh, wow, so okay. then you'd have hundreds of people looking at you and you just did not want to make a mistake. Mm. And then like there was one, there's, we'd do these sound check parties. Right. So you play in front of fans, which was really cool. You show the fans how it's done. Right. And we're playing in this venue that was a 10,000 seater venue. Wow. One Republic were playing there in a few weeks and so Sean Mendes and Dermot Kennedy, which is cool. But the solo, they were doing Caledonia and the solo came to me. Obviously, it was my part. And in soundcheck. In soundcheck. Oh, okay. And there's about three or 400 people in there. And I played the guitar solo in the wrong key. Oh, no. Yeah, and I was trying to gloat and show off in it as well. <laughs> and, like, it was the most humiliating moment of my life as a musician. Like, you dream of playing in these venues. Yeah. And uh, our, uh, our stage tech was like, well, it'll never be this bad again. <laughs> As I could. What happens if it happens later on? <laughs> well, he said it won't happen later on because it, it's happened to you now. All you can do is laugh. Like, those situations make you better as a musician. All you can do is, like, everyone makes mistakes. Yeah, it's trial and error. And, like, I suppose that's why those shows are there, is just to kind of give the... Hmm. The band in general, just that kind of quick rehearsal and feedback and just kind of get things motoring as such for the big event. Like so. You need a few under your belt like to, to get comfortable, like mm. I think, for sure. So like t- towards the end of the end of the tour, it was like autopilot for us. Like, Did you have any chance like to practice with them, you know, before you even went to venues? It was strict. It was like only f- two days. Yeah, two wow. days. Yeah, okay, intense. That's, not, that's a lot to get their set list in order and get things going. Like, so there was no pressure at all, really. Which was fine for me and Joe, but Jamie had a visa problem as well going yeah. over. Oh, I, no way. Oh, I, tell us about this. <laughs> I literally, like, I had to go up. I missed I missed their original flight, so everybody flew out without me because my visa was delayed. So no. it was shipped off with a certain three-letter uh, courier company, and they, were, they took their time. So I had to. So I literally had to call out to their like headquarters in the east of Galway, and I was like, "My tracking is telling me that my passport's here." They're like, "Oh, it's not lost. It's here somewhere. We just don't know where it is." <laughs> I was like, "Go and check. I'm not leaving until I have this in my hand." Like, and I was yeah. getting. Won't say aggressive, but I was getting salty. Yeah. Okay. And uh, salty. Yeah. Salty. Yeah. I'll never use that word ever again. Oh. But then eventually I convinced uh, the very, very frightened woman <laughs> across from me to please give me the number of the delivery driver. Uh, politely, obviously. So eventually I, I rang your man. I was like, where are you now? I'm coming to meet you. And he was some lad with a, a poor grasp of the English language. So I eventually translated to meet him in a petrol station in Furbo. All right. Yeah, okay. and eventually he met me there and he was like, oh, this didn't scan properly. I was like, what does that mean? If I didn't physically meet you here, yeah. what would my visa story be? He'd be like, oh, it, it would go back to the like warehouse somewhere. Oh I was like, God. well, my flight's tomorrow. Like, so I just I took it off and thank you very much. And I went home, packed straight up to Dublin, Anthony test and flew off. Wow. While trying to learn all of the songs. We flew over to Miami and we had three days off in Miami. Right. So, like, so me and Joe had a few drinks. We got to relax and enjoy the weather. Or Jamie was stressing, absolutely stressing what of easy, not even thinking about songs, which is probably not a bad thing, to be honest. Mm. And then, like, as soon as he got over, we were on the cruise the next day. It was all mental for you for those few days. Yeah, it was just completely, you know, 
on your toes, on your toes, on your toes. Get there, get there. Well, we're, crack, though, we're, like, yeah, yeah. Better than better than being in in Ireland in February. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the better side of the coin. You know, it's better than doing nothing. Yeah, you know? the, the chaos. We oh, all, yeah, we miss all the storms here in February too. Exactly. Yeah, well, you got there in the end. That's exactly. all that matters. You yeah. played to fantastic audiences and. If there was one mm. highlight that you could nut it down to, what would it be? For me, it was playing in that arena. The Mohican Sun Arena, I think, yeah. 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 Just, just... Um, mm. That wasn't the Tennessee one, though, was it? No, No, it was in Connecticut. All oh, right, okay. Probably wasn't the best gig. Nashville was a great gig. Yeah. It's very hard to say. Like We were walking around Nashville. And we were also in a COVID bubble, so okay. we weren't allowed into bars. But like everyone thinks you go over, you're partying. Mm. But it's strict. Like, you don't drink on a... You don't go partying on a school night, basically, because you need yeah. to be in top shape the next morning. Sure. Um, so it was, it was cool. Like maybe that was the highlight. Was seeing actually how tours work. Yeah, yeah. It's not as like rock and roll as people think. It's work. Like you're yeah. like an athlete, and you know it's yeah. just like you, mm. you, you best be prepared and don't let anyone down. You're on a tour bus for the guts of it all as well. So you're mm. on the road as well as being on stage and rehearsals and getting things right. So there's a lot going on. So the tour in life. So do you think that you do it again? Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. hesitation. That's kind of where I was going yeah. with this. Yeah. I think we all have the. We've been bitten by the tour and bug. I think. Yeah. yeah. Any highlights, Joe? I haven't forgotten about you. I know you're still there. <laughs> Yeah, just about. Um, I'd probably, I'd probably agree with what the lad said. Um, I think the Nashville one was amazing. Just the fact that like it's something that like I think every musician kind of wants to do at some stage, isn't it? Playing Nashville, it's the mm. homey music, as they say. So, even like beforehand, we had a few hours to kill in Nashville. So like even though we couldn't go into any bars, we just kind of walked around the streets and it's music is everywhere. Like it's completely intertwined in their culture. Everything that they do basically is to do with music pretty much like even the amusement park like Dolly Parton amusement park just shows how like and I suppose influential music is in their culture and like of all the places I probably have it up there like even just beside music places I'd like to go back to the most just to check it out definitely yeah it'd be the same yeah. yeah it's really cool just to be in amongst that you know we kind of want to go back and actually go drinking in these cool pubs we've seen <laughs> and one one of the singers actually lives there oh, da- cool. Damien lives there so um, so man um, yeah we've tried to get Damien on the show a few times and he was booked oh, in he? and all yeah, yeah but it just never happened something came up or he had to go or whatever family mm. commitment so he's due to come in studio so he said he'd definitely do it whenever he can so nice but yeah it, lovely guy yeah they yeah, yeah. all are in fairness yeah. you, you can just tell that yeah. what you see on stage is what they're like in real life you know, yeah. they like to have the crack they're, they're, so, they're outgoing and they, they do seem a sound bunch of lads like and you can just get that and they love doing what they're doing just like what you guys do yeah so anyway listen let's move swiftly on and tell us about the brand new single who am i to you this is kind of a, a popular one you ronan come up with a really cool guitar riff and we kind of uh, went off that main uh, lyric it's kind of about um uh, i don't know situationship is the right word to use but you know when you're kind of with someone and you're not with someone like what are we are yeah. we are we going out? Are we just are we not? Or you know that's kind of the vibe on it and the, the kind a of bit mix, of jealousy, in it, jealousy, it? mixed yeah. signals, and and then kind of yeah, just kind of like that that moment where you're like, all right, who am I to you? What's what's going on? Like also, you know, when you're in a relationship <laughs> and you're into someone way more than they are yeah. into you, and it's kind of it annoys the hell out of you. Yeah, you know, and, um, and you're waiting for them to see if they kind of are the same back, and yeah. it's just that limbo lands that you're kind of in. Yeah, exactly. So if, you know, when they see if they see another if they see another guy. And you're just looking at her and you're like, she's definitely into more than me. You know, it's just jealousy and everything. So that's kind of the idea of the song. Everyone's everyone's felt like this before. Mm. True, yeah. You know, so I think it's it's a very relatable song. Um, it's a cool song. It's it's a good bop as well. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's a yeah. real fun song. It's It's got that Rofi James classic stamp, that kind of indie pop rock. But it's, it's also a little bit bluesy. Like, I kind of get a little bit like 
Seven Nation Army White Stripes oh, from it as good. well. Nice. That yeah. you know that intro kind of that they have and that just that funky beat that's in there. Funny enough, we we've a few more songs on the way and they're kind of they're kind of that indie rock sound. Um, but funny enough, I was listening to Billie Eilish a lot when I wrote this song. Right. And I think that I think the song is like. Um, don't ask questions I don't want to know so, so it's kind of going off that funk bit of it as well alright okay so it's cool fair enough so I'm, I'm pleased to hear that there's more singles to follow on this so this is 2022 is going to be the big year for Rofi James so last time I asked this question you hadn't a clue but I'm going to ask it again anyway album have we an album date have we an album idea time frame <laughs> what's the crack even an EP have you anything <laughs> we're, we're kind of airing on the side of just releasing lots of singles and then maybe an album down the line just because it's kind of like when you release an album it's like oh everything's here but mm. whereas if you just consistently release singles then people are hearing your stuff and you're you're constantly in the rear and I okay. think you're I think you're kind of more relevant I think well, Walking the Cars did it very well yeah. I think they released like eight singles before they released their album yeah. right. and One Republic started doing that Ryan Taylor would be a big influence on us mm. he came out with the statement a few years ago that albums are done which is a controversial statement. Right. Okay. Um, but that's because of Spotify and True. just we have so much content now. Like songs are content now. Mm. So, yeah. you know, but we, we do want to release an album because we're, we're writing a load of songs. Like we wrote a load of music in lockdown. Great. Loads. Um, so I just need to record them. Um, which we're planning on doing just taking a week off in the middle of summer and just get them done mm. right yeah, well, yeah that has to be done too. oh that's good so yeah. there might be like kind of a, maybe a singles compilation EP or something yeah. towards there, oh, there will be the there, oh, there will be oh, by September sure. there will be by September yeah. yeah yeah as in there should be three singles out by September well I'll hold you to that yeah. and if you don't do it I'll be complaining I'll be rioting outside your all the venues a, that you play on until you do it he gives a puck in the ear <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And just because you're across the water, Joe, at the minute, doesn't mean you're getting away with it either. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you writing on the balcony in Salt Hill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, listen, lads, we're going to spin the new track now. And I, I thank you very much for the very first play of this. So on, this Chris. is going to be released in June. Day two be confirmed right now. But we're going to play the full track in full, of course. So, uh, but before I let you go, you are playing Friday night in the Roisin Dove, a Galway date, which is mm-hmm. brilliant. And you've got support from Evoke. And I'm going to say this name wrong and I do apologise. Is it Lilac or? Lily C. Oh, Lily C. Lily C, right, okay. yeah. Yeah. Well, I think both of us have got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, Celine is Celine, her Celine, name. Celine yeah. Filan, yeah. Brilliant. Um, so two great sport acts. I always wanted to play with Evoke. I think they're a brilliant mm. band. Mm. Don't know the lads per se, but... Know the name of them and heard... We always hear great things about them around town. Well, I can vouch mm. for that. Mm. that they've yeah. been on the show many a time and they're mm. absolutely smashing lads just like yourselves and they like a good old drink as well. So oh, you'd be well, happy sure. to know that. But we don't drink. Yeah, yeah well, drink responsibly. Anyway, I have to say okay. that much. You give me the lip now. Yeah. <laughs> don't blame me. <laughs> I'm only the vessel here. Uh, but yeah, no, honest to God, uh, guys... Go get your tickets. There's tickets available on theroshingdove.net and go there and be sure to follow the lads. Lads, give your socials. Um, at Rofi James um, on Instagram. Uh, Rofi underscore James on Twitter. You'll get it on rofijames.com. If, if you just right. write down Rofi James, it'll come up on everything. Yeah. 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 Just Google them. You'll, yeah. you'll find them. <laughs> it's the great thing about having an original name is nothing else will come up. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Except I think in is it Indonesia, uh, Rofi means healed by God. Right. So yeah, so, people yeah. were tagging me in like pictures of their family because they thought I was like some religious guy. Like, I they thought, they thought you were Jesus with a bit of a beard. They probably that, yeah. did, yeah. 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 So. <laughs> well, on that note, lads, I leave it to you to introduce your single. <laughs>
We're Rofi James and this is our new single Who Am I To You Thanks lads Thanks, Thanks Chris Thanks,